Well, hello there, listeners. I'm Lazarus Black, here with another update on what's been going on with this podcast thing. See, the Rogue Valley roleplayers are now an affiliate of BattleBards, an online resource of sound effects, tension tracks, and all sorts of audio goodies to use in your own games and shows. Just head on over to BattleBards.com and check them out. And if you like what you see, be sure to sign up for a Prime membership. And don't forget to use our promo code, RVRPODCAST, when you do. Be seeing y'all. Welcome everyone to the Rogue Valley Role Players. My name is Ben. I'm here with Rosemary, Austin, Ed, and Nick, and we are ready to play another episode of Valley of Famine. Uh, once again, my name is Ben. I am the Marshal. I'm running the shindig, doing the things, hosting the show. Yeah. Hosting the cats? Hosting the... Uh, hurting the cats. That's oh. what I'm doing. I'm hurting hosting the cats. Hosting the cats, hurting the show. <laughs> hurting the show, yeah. <laughs> I'm Rosemary, and I play Rachel Jane Kennedy. And I'm Austin playing uh, Wine on Beardslane. If anyone's hurting the show, it's Austin for sure. What? No. You're carrying the show. Oh, good. And I'm Ed. I'm playing Raylan, or I'm playing Daisy Gilmore, better known as Raylan Daisy. She's a weird scientist, she has a big gun. I am Nick S. I'm playing Haru Matsuhara, who is show-adjacent. When last we left off, you just returned to Salt Lake City after flying out on board the uh, USS George Washington to fight the Pirates of the Tempest. During the battle, Haru had been knocked overboard. He survived the fall because he's harrowed. And uh, he had an interesting little side adventure uh, wherein another demon by the name of Goliath tried to replace Lazarus and convince Haru to head east or north or south or very far west, anywhere but where he was currently. And uh, the party came to his rescue, and then uh, he fought some Utah Raptors and stuff. And so. Uh, with no trained pilot, you limp back into Salt Lake City, and you kind of you come you come to a more or less a crash landing, right in front of the uh, Deseret uh, Embassy, and there's a crowd of people gathered outside, and it looks like they've assembled a gallows platform. Whoa! Did we arrive just in time for our hanging? Do we crash the plane <laughs> into the gallows? No. Uh, yeah, so Wynon will uh, kick open the cargo that he was sitting in. What's going on with these gallows, Ben? There's a bunch of people gathered out here. Um, lots of uh, um, Deseret civilian citizens. Um, a bunch of the uh, U.S. delegation as well. And several of the Ottoman Empire. And... The guy who's currently standing with the noose around his neck is the uh, Ottoman soldier who was framed for the murder of the U.S. ambassador. And it looks like... Um, Uh-oh, I knew I needed to get notes out. And our crash landing has caused no, like, stir here? Oh, oh there's, there's a stir. We're just we're setting the scene a bit. Um... Yeah, I mean, you crash landed like like you know. There's a wide open. You didn't nose dive down and crash. You just kind of you know skidded to a stop. Yeah, wasn't a smooth landing. Do we lose the wings? No, 
It's more the 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 ornithopter is more or less intact. Uh, probably its landing gear is is destroyed, but I mean, you're walking away from it, so it was a pretty good landing. Yeah. That's amazing, Daisy. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I'm probably hooting and hollering. Yeah, we did it. That's great. You see, uh, Ismail Bey bin Ramazan, which I probably just butchered that horribly, um, arguing with um, some other junior politician in the uh, in the United States delegation, um, along with some other official from Deseret. L less arguing right now. Uh, they were in the process of arguing. Um, right when you crash landed and now everyone's kind of like staring at all of you as you come climbing out uh john bernard uh climbs out as well and is looking awkward and will be silent for the rest of the scene Wenon is going to kind of dust himself off kind of wipe some sweat off his brow and dig out his uh ambassadorial like uh badge and hold it up where everyone can see as ambassador of the United States of America, I demand a retrial. <laughs> I don't think we have proof, though, that this guy's innocent, do we? Miss Kennedy, we, we don't need proof. We only need to delay. I suppose when the Washington comes back, they can verify. My goal is to get this gentleman retried in our courts where perhaps things will be a little less rigorous if you know what I'm saying the uh, the junior political person comes you know the, the crowd kind of disperses a little bit they make way for all of you and uh, your your junior politician comes walking through what's his name um, his name is Boris uh, <laughs> Bo Boris Grizzly. Boris Grizzly. His, You're his, welcome. Is he a bear? Yeah. He's uh Boris the Bear Grizzly as a nickname. Sir, you're uh you're asking for a, a retrial of uh, that their murderer? Yes, uh Boris. Uh sorry, uh Mr. Grizzly. I should use your full name here, your honorifics. Uh Yes. Thank you, sir. Uh, you're most welcome. I do demand a retrial for that man. I believe new evidence has come to life which may exonerate him. About this time, uh, the uh, politician from Deseret, whose name is what, Ed? Uh, James Grant. Uh, James Grant comes up. New, new evidence, you say? That's right. And, and what is your evidence? This man hardly needs a trial. He was found with the murder weapon in his hand. I don't notice if, I don't know if you've noticed, but we just crash-landed a little shit of a plane back in that field over there. And you expect me to present you evidence right here as you're about to hang this man? Um, well, yes. Well, I don't have it. Big surprise. How about you get him off that scaffolding, you let me provide you my evidence, and then if you still are so bloodthirsty as to hang him, you can make that decision yourself. Hang me a persuasion roll. Uh, hey, blow it up. That's a five. Five? All right. He takes a, a step back. Very well. It, uh, it was your ambassador, after all, who was, who was murdered. Um, I'll... Uh, Leave it to you to explain to the Ottomans why we must keep their man imprisoned then. That's fine. I'm the ambassador, after all. I'm trained in such things. They start dispersing the crowd, and some guards uh, take the noose off of the uh, uh, the Ottoman soldier and lead him away. They put him in, well, he was, his hands were tied anyway, so they just lead him away, presumably to some sort of jail cell. And uh, Ambassador Ismail approaches you. Ambassador Wynon? Ambassador Ismail, a pleasure. The pleasure is all mine. Quite an entrance you made. We were hoping to make a less grand entrance, but needs be. Well, it uh, prevented them from hanging my my man, so you, you have my thanks for that. 
And I wasn't talking nonsense back there. I really do believe your man is innocent. Have good reason to believe. And your evidence? That will be more difficult. But I have bought him time, and my goal is to try him in a place that is a little more neutral. Hmm. Where did you have in mind? Why, a place of law. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. is a long ways from here. And my mission is in Deseret. I'm afraid I... I cannot afford to lose the opportunities presented to us in these negotiations. I would not ask you to leave. It's a trial of this man and this man alone. Having committed his crimes on foreign soil as he has, he shall, of course, be under the lawful guidance of our law, not yours. Well, that may improve his chances, then. I should think so. I think he has a very good chance. Well, so be it. Why not not be a... a lawyer here? Which you are not, let us state clearly. Uh, Mr. Ambassador, she's about to waste my time with some sort of inane dribble. Uh, you can go, uh, but thank you. I will see you later, sir. Well, the young lady is, in fact, under my employ. As a consultant, I would hear what she has to say. <laughs> Why not? The murder was committed on Deseret soil. I don't know if we can try him in an American court of law. You know, it's funny you should say that, because you aren't a lawyer. It was actually committed on embassy soil, which is an entirely different matter. Was it on... I forgot. It was on the embassy? It was inside the embassy, Oh, yeah. then it's American it soil. Embassy. Yeah. We're going to Ottoman Empire, you guys. No, you're not. Yes, this crime was committed on the embassy grounds, which means it's an illegal gray zone. And that is where I operate best, as you may have guessed. One of the many reasons I like you, Wynon. I didn't know you liked me. That's wonderful to hear. <laughs> that was like right over your head. So, I have cooked up a little plan. Uh, you remember that, we'll call it a gentleman who pretended to be a friend of ours? Uh, yes, the, the, the doctor is something or other bitch that wasn't something or other bitch. But actually the murderer. Uh, yes, well, it is very dead. It? It. Care to explain yourself, Ambassador? Uh, I believe that's the evidence that we need to clear your man. C care to elaborate, Ambassador? You ain't going to tell everyone about that, are you? Not everyone, just the people who need to make the decision, which is not many. Did you at least find out what it was working for? I'm sure it'll be no surprise for you, being the Ottoman representative. It was Russia who orchestrated this little assassination that we had to just deal with. Hmm, interesting. You're right. I am not surprised in the least. It's a cold wind that blows from Moscow. Indeed. Is that some sort of code phrase? It's not a code phrase, Miss Rachel Kennedy. It is me trying to be poetic. Oh. Did it work? Everything's a code phrase with those kind of people. I didn't know you had... Poetics in ya. I've always taken you more for a to the point kind of person. I'm actually a published author, a book of limericks. Well, <laughs> don't poems usually rhyme? Uh, of course, it's not under the name Wine on Beardslay, but that's hardly important. I want to read this book of poetry. <laughs> What's your pen name? I can't provide my pen name, it's classified. 
but it exists. <laughs> What's the name of the book? If I told you the name of the book, you could see the pen name, which is classified. Well, that's a long title. <laughs> it's quite a title, <laughs> yeah. What if his pen name is That's Classified? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a hint. Roses are red and violets are blue. I'm a spy and now I'm going to kill you. Page 134. <laughs> at, le at least that one rhymed. <laughs> wow, you really are a poet. So the crowd disperses. Um, I, I think the scene transitions inside the embassy. You're all you're you're in the Ottoman Empire's quarters. Their their section of the embassy, um, and I think the three of you are sitting down for uh, a glass of illicit whiskey. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, where's Wynon? We'll say it's been like a couple of hours. Um, he's calling. Or, you know, he's actually telegraphing the agency to get permission to show at least a partial photograph of the creature which he slew with those guards. Um, so that he can use that as like, hey, so the Russians were doing some really dangerous experiments. They decided to make this creature that could duplicate other people. Blah, 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 blah. We should probably gather our resources and prepare for that in the future because that's going to suck to deal with. Mm-hmm. Give me a telegraph check. <laughs> okay, I think that's like the agency role, right? Uh, sure, yeah. I think it's going to be persuasion plus whatever bonus you get for your grade. I'm grade three. And he's also notifying uh, the agency that he may have to leave on a certain errand soon. A promise that he made. Uh, yeah, roll of a plus two. Cool. Uh, I'm going to say, though... There is going to be, that's the wrong section, a, because this is, uh, revealing something quite this big is pretty pretty major, so it's going to be a negative six penalty, so you're at a net negative four. Oof. Okay. Let's see if I can roll something here. I got some bennies. Because the agency, uh, standard operating procedure is, there there are no weird things. Mm. Net negative four, so that would be a one. I would have to roll a three or better with a d6. I'll try it, see if I can do it. No guarantees, but come on, baby, 50% chance. Nope, I missed it. So I do not convince the agency. I get a three. All right. Um, yeah, the... The agency writes back and basically tells you in, in no uncertain terms that you are to reveal nothing about the supernatural. Uh, they inform you that they are well aware of the existence of these doppelgangers and are devising tactics and stratagems to counter them. Uh, but at any rate, uh, if the life of a soldier of another nation that is that really has nothing to do with the United States is at risk better his life than revealing any any shred of the truth Wynon will consider that and uh, you know and what of my request to complete this favor oh uh, they acknowledge that you're grade three you're you're given some leeway to, to seek out missions of your own choosing. Okay. Uh, I, I think they probably discuss... Um, there, there's probably a, a query of, you know, do you want to assume the full-time position as ambassador or do you want that to be assigned to someone else? Uh, yeah, and he notifies them that he would rather it be reassigned. Okay. Because he prefers to do field work. Yeah. Um, and that probably takes a couple of days, honestly. Um, so, why not? You're sending your, your telegraphs. So the three of you, Daisy, Rachel, and Haru, are sitting at a table having a bit of illicit whiskey. 
kind of probably it's been a very busy last couple of days probably the last couple of weeks have been pretty crazy as well so this is sort of like a momentary calm in the storm for all of you i think rachel would have like written up a report on the events of like what happened on the washington mm-hmm. for who for the purposes of this trial okay so, presenting evidence of this man's innocence, basically. Like a witness statement. So maybe you're sitting there, you're writing this report while you're, you're drinking it. Yeah. She's working on it. Haru's sitting, kind of brooding, thinking about Shang-Jin and Shang-Fan. He's anxious. He's angry. And he wants to leave desert so he's just he's sipping his drink you know just kind of spacing out brooding watching Rachel write I'm probably pouring over all the notes I've been taking on airships and submarines and yeah I'm gonna build me one of these someday (laughs) yeah Build you one that does both. Yeah. An air sub. What? Yeah. Well, now what, huh? I am anxious to get to Champagne. Champagne. Well, I guess that's on the way home. I have business to attend to. You know, speaking of business, probably something else you're doing, Daisy, is going through all of your uh, lawsuit paperwork, yeah, which yeah. is uh, quite uh, labyrinthian. Mm-hmm. It's all legalese, which I don't understand. Yeah. We just, yeah, so like writing it, like every now and then she'll stop and like kind of bite on the end of her pen as she thinks about how to phrase something. It looks like she hasn't written a report in a really long time. You mean ever? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Under arrest, she's like, I wish Billy were here to write this out. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's a there's a knock, a light knock on the the door. Who is it? Uh, person here to see Ms. Gilmore. And who might that be? Another voice takes over. Ms. Gilmore, this is Theodore Dalton of Hellstrom Industries. If you have a moment, I would like to have a word with you. Hellstrom? Yes. Um, can I open the door? Yeah, I'll actually get up and let him in. Okay. You open the door, and he's a tall, uh, well-built man. Um, probably works out um, to some degree. Uh, probably... A little older, there's a bit of gray in his dark hair. Um, and he's, he's well-dressed. Uh, a suit, tie, uh, the works. He's uh, got not uh, he's got a bowler that he's, he's holding. And he gives you a bit of an incline of his head. Ms. Gilmore, I presume? That's me. These are my friends. Okay. And may I come in? Enter, yeah. Very well. Um, it has come to the attention of my employer, Miss Gilmore, that uh, you are seeking uh, legal compensation from the Cordova estate. Well, yeah, they stole my daddy's patents. Indeed. It's also come to my attention that uh, Dr. Cordova has gone missing, as has his, as far as... I'm aware, only legal heir, hmm. leaving no one to dispute your claims, which perhaps in America would make your legal process easier. But here in Deseret, unless you are one of the faithful, no legal proceeding is simple. So my employer wishes to make you an offer to help expedite your legal concerns. Interesting. But um, if I get him legal in the United States, then 
perhaps. But uh, my employer is willing to buy these patents from you, along with rights to the uh, Cordova manufacturing facilities, Black Ridge Industries. Um, in exchange for considerable compensation and royalties on all models of your father's patents produced. Well? In exchange, we will expedite the legalities. And then it all becomes property of Hellstrom. Yes. What is the monetary offer? Um, so, the royalties be 60% of the profits made on each sale. And in exchange for the rights to the patents and the facilities, my employer is willing to offer 20,000 American dollars. Hmm. That is an awful lot to some people. <laughs> Rachel's looking at you wide-eyed. <laughs> you turned down the money, though, the big money, didn't you? Yeah. It's um, honestly probably a lowball offer. Yeah, the pro- I mean, the, the profit sharing is kind of nice, actually. Yeah. Actually- yeah, I'll try to, like... Ask for more. Okay. Persuade him if I can. Sure, give me a persuasion roll. <laughs> you don't need persuasion if you got Benny's. I got a three. I'm afraid my employer has not authorized me to go more than 20000 Hmm. Well, maybe you could go back to your employer and get the authorization. He just looks at you. And then shifts his clients back daily. I would prefer to take some more concrete answers. Maybe a counter-offer. This is her father's last work. You expect her to make a decision now. You think he might be able to up it to 30,000? Make me another persuasion roll. I'm going to make it a little difficult because you just failed, so it's kind of a repeat. So it's going to be negative two. Three again. Three again. I will advise my employer. Okay. Give me some more time to think about this, too. Of course. I will call upon you in a few days. Okay. Good day, Miss Gilmore. Thank you. See you Before you go, mm-hmm. you said the heir was nowhere to be found? Mm, yes, the Miss, Miss, Dr. Cordova's beneficiary, indeed. Who was that? I believe his daughter, Alicia Cordova. But you wouldn't have any knowledge of that, would you? I took her to the hospital myself. Did you? I did. Which hospital would that be? Hospital something or ever, bitch. <laughs> I'm afraid no such hospital exists. It was the ho- the closest one to where their estate stood. Uh, at any rate, yes, we followed up. She left of her own accord and vanished. Hmm. She's gonna let us <laughs> I know. You seem concerned. Well, yeah. Have you made any efforts to locate her? No. So you don't actually know she's dead? Correct. So what... He didn't say dead. He said she's gone. If she has no desire to defend her rights to her father's estate, that is hardly any concern of Helmstrom's industries. Well, it might become concerning if she shows back up 15 years in the future, having learned the ways of the ninja, and 
dressed as a giant bat. That, that sounds like a very specific concern, and yet again, as Hellstrom Industries was in, in no way involved with any events that may have caused such uh, antagonistic sentiments between yourself and Ms. Cordova remains yet no concern of Helmstrom Industries. Alright. Just leave it be, Rachel. See you later, Mr. Dalton. Indeed. Good day. Oh, he starts to leave and pauses. I do, I almost forgot my apologies. I have a gift from Dr. Helmstrom with his uh, compliments and he reaches down uh, by the door and picks up a case, offers it out. What's in the box? What's in the bag? It's uh, some very nice whiskey. Oh. Some very, very nice whiskey. Well, <laughs> I'll go smell. Well, we'll definitely take this off for a better faith now. You should have opened the whiskey. We already had some whiskey open. Good day. And he leaves. All right. Rachel. <laughs> Sorry, Daisy. Yeah, Alicia. Alicia being gone is, you know, she's it's a good thing. She's the one she was going to say she was screwing the hell out of me. I know, but aren't you worried she's going to show up at an unspecified point? Well. When it's like the least opportune moment for you? Ho- hopefully it's after I've already sold off her company to this Hellstrom guy. Alright. Just don't want to see you get hurt, Daisy. Well, if she's going to seek revenge against us, she's going to seek revenge against us. And her dad might still come back from wherever he went. So we have him to worry about, too, so... I thought I went to the Lumerians. Well, if he went to the Lumerians or not. Hopefully he went to the Lumerians and they took care of him, because, you know, they have much more powerful magics and technology than he could even dream of, so... Well, what do you think? You think you're going to take their offer? Why wouldn't I? That, that's a lot of money. I mean, it is your father's work. I can definitely, I can definitely have a have a nice one of these. Well, not broken airplane, like, <laughs> or ornithopter, broken air. Yeah, that thing. Well, if you got this airship, Daisy, what would you do with it? I don't know. Fly places. I mean, that was the whole point of you know working on the railroad back in the day and joining the circus is. Just getting around and seeing the whole world, and yeah. That sounds really exciting. And like she smiles for you, but she kind of turns away. Like she's sad. Like she would miss you if you left on an airship, but she doesn't want you to see that. No, we can go on the airship together. We, me, you, Haru, go see everything. We can fly to Japan. Hey, what time is it? That's Rachel asking in character. I don't know. (laughs) What time is it? It's time to go check on Wynot and see what that squirrely bastard is up to. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And Smash Cut, where is Wynot? I think he's, like, basically cussing out this guy that just brought him more paperwork to do with the embassy because he's got to keep the hash down for a couple days. Yeah. It's like he's constantly having to like tell them stupid shit like, yes, you can move the potted plant outside my office, it's fine. Rachel keeps yes. moving it back into place. Yes, I, I believe pink will be just fine. Yes, that will be fine. Put a big fucking check mark on the sheet, it'll be just fine. And you, you hear a rapping at your, your door, someone's knocking on it. Could you stand aside? I don't want the door to hit you. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, why not? What is it? Uh, and Malcolm Locke steps in. Mr. Locke. Afternoon. Is this important? Mm, maybe. Okay, if it's maybe important, then maybe I'll let you sit down and tell me, otherwise get out. <laughs> well, sounds like my term of employment with the Ottoman Empire is 
coming to an end, and I'd uh, need to seek new opportunities. What are you looking for? What do you need done? I've got special talents. I'm not quite as fast with a gun as I used to be, but I can manage. I'll be frank, I have zero faith in your ability to fire a gun or to do anything difficult, but I do have an easy task for you. Something that should be on your level. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me, you with the sheet, get out. Okay. Uh, close the door behind you. And he closes the door and scurries away. Have a seat, Mr. Locke. He, uh, lounges. Pulls, pulls the chair aside and just leans back into it, kicks up a boot on the other chair next to it. Can I get you a cigarette? I, yeah, that's unusually friendly of you. You'll need a couple. Okay. Pete kind of pushes them across the desk. He lights one up. How are you at forging evidence, Mr. Locke? Why do you ask, Mr. Beardslay? <laughs> well, I have a certain trial of interest. It's not a big deal if we lose it, but it would be nice for the, shall we call it, peace and goodwill of the land, were it to go in our favor. And I don't expect it to. I have a hunch that someone here in Deseret isn't too concerned about what is just. And so I'm going to need some sort of evidence, and I don't have it. And I need you to generate it. Well, I can... I certainly know the folk who can generate such evidence. I'll need a few more specifics. And it's going to cost. Of course it will. And so... If you had to guess, for a good job, keep in mind we're in the embassy, how much would it cost to fabricate evidence for a trial of this sort? A murder trial? 5,000. 5,000 for some next best thing to the real deal. What do you need up front? 5,000 is steep, and I definitely won't pay it if you don't succeed. Give me a thousand. Up front, I can get it started. All right. You know, I'll give you a chance. Maybe it's just pity for a thumbless man. <laughs> thumbless? No, that's my index finger they took. Oh, on uh, both hands. Sorry, I, I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> mm, that's, that's my mighty concern. <laughs> uh, yeah, can we just rewind and pretend I didn't get that fucked up? <laughs> I always forget which one yeah, it is. You re redo the, you redo no, the it's fine. We don't have to rewind, but uh, why not didn't get that wrong audience? Don't worry. <laughs> Austin got that wrong. Um, yeah, so why not correctly mocks him for having missing his fingers in the right way with the actual fingers he's missing. And then uh, the trial is, of course, the assassination of my uh, progenitor, the ambassador of the United States of America. Your predecessor? Sure. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were so uh, skilled with the English language, Mr. Locke. I, and in fact, actually, I did go to school. Oh. <laughs> Just oh. Anyway. Harvard, in fact. I know it was surprising. What? No. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. Didn't graduate, but I did go. How long? Three years. Got bored. Met a man at a crossroads. Uh, listen, can we drop this part of the conversation? I have, I have a lot of work to get to, and, right. I, and you do too if you're going to do this for me. I'll do it. A thousand up front. A thousand Fine. up front. I will trust you with it. You have a reputation of sorts. So, as you know, the ambassador was murdered in this very building. Mm-hmm. The obvious answer is that it was done by an Ottoman troop, uh, which I know to be false. I do. And I even have evidence that it is false. But 
it is not evidence that I can produce because my superiors wish that it remain hidden. Ah, one of the, some of that uh, sticky supernatural stuff, huh? Something like that. Long story short, we need to come up with a convincing counter-explanation for the events. And I think we can sprinkle bits of the truth in there, but some will need to be fabricated. Who needs to take the fall? The Russians. Done. It is their fault, but they did it through such obscure, frankly ridiculous means, typical of Russians, that trying to pin it on them would be nearly impossible. Which is why I need you, or someone like you. Oh, someone I know. Someone you know. So, uh, here are the details. And he basically gives him a full laydown of like, yeah, you know, the guy was drugged, blah, 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 blah. We went up. Uh, there was Russian involvement. I can't give you more information than that. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Gives him everything he can give him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will also, um, I don't know if I need to requisition it. He would pay the thousand if I, if I have it. Uh, you can requisition it. Okay. Um, I, th- I think that comes out of your monthly allotment, so... Okay. You should, you should, I think you should get enough. We'll double check later. What day of the week did we say this was? I think we did. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday? But I think it's probably been like a day or so, because we've had... We've like done stuff. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll rewind just a little bit. Rachel, what are you doing? You've you've had this meeting. You've written up your report as best you could. My report is very detailed. It definitely mentions the doppelganger. Okay, who are you giving that report to? Who would I give it to? Rachel will know, but I don't know. Probably to whine on, honestly. I don't know if Rachel. Wynon takes out a big black marker. Redacted. 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 It's got the name of the the person killed, the name of the person that is known for the. thinks the crime was done, and the name that we thought the guy was named, and this name. And that's it. And we're like. And I spent all day working on that report. Um, Is there like a judge? that she could give it to or uh, is there a lawyer if they're having a retrial honestly i think your choices are either give it to Wynon or give it to ambassador ismail i would give it to the other ambassador that'd be interesting curious what you say about it so make a copy of it and give one copy to Wynon and one copy to okay. the other ambassador. So they'll both have a copy. So you're, you finished writing your first report, still Wednesday. Uh, give me a notice roll. That's uh, 13. Right, you're sitting in the embassy. You're, you're, you're near a window get some light it's getting kind of towards the end of the day the light's starting to fade um and you get the sense that you're being watched um like i'll look up around the area is there you, anyone you look up out the window and um kind of at a, at a good distance probably at the the front edge of the embassy you see a figure just standing by the road. Do I recognize it? No. It's, it's a little far away to make out any details. What are just they doing? A, a figure in gray. Are they just standing there? They're just standing there. They seem to be staring directly at where your, your window is. And then... Um, like a, a steam wagon comes rolling by and obscures, and when it passes, he's gone. Okay. I'll kind of like shake my head a little bit, you know, crack my neck, shrug my shoulders, stretch, move to a different table. 
Okay. Yep. I didn't recognize this person at all. No. Never seen this person in your life. And like I said, they were pretty far away, so a little, uh, even with your sharp eyes, a little hard to make out any detail. I mean, people can stand in the streets. It's not inherently suspicious thing to do. Nope. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish copying the report and then drop one off at. Who do you, who do you go to first? I think the. Uh, I'll go to Wynon first. Okay. Just to make it more interesting. Uh, so Wynon, you've probably just finished uh, talking to Malcolm Locke, giving him his instructions, giving him his money. And he's just left. It's probably been like 10 minutes. And there's another knock at your door. Yes, what is it? Wynon, you in there? Uh, come in, Miss Kennedy. She opens the door and steps inside. Yes, how can I help you? Uh, I got a report written up. A report? Yeah, I thought it might be of help for the trial. A witness statement, you might say. Oh, interesting. Uh, thank you for taking the initiative. Let me take a look. She'll hand over the report. He kind of reads it in silence for a little <laughs> bit. No, he doesn't do it yet. He doesn't do it yet. <laughs> Reads it in silence, uh, turns it over. The report is accurate. I'm impressed with your ability to write a report. To be frank, I did not think that was one of your skills. Can we even write as good as the next people? (laughs) Uh, However, I've been informed that I am not able to confirm the accuracy of your statements and in fact I must warn you that if you go to the witness stand with this report I will claim that it is patently ridiculous and the result of an adult mind what you said there was going to be a trial you said you could present the proof I thought I could but they're being very stubborn about it and well you know we fought something up there that they don't want people to know exists. Apparently they think the common people might somehow catch wind of it, I'm not sure. Or else they just don't want the other nations to know. Don't quite understand that angle myself, but, you know, we're, I am a piece on a larger board. So what you're saying is I spent three days writing reports that are useless now? Not useless. You've, he smiles, you've given me the opportunity to uh, create my excuse for your insanity. That's what I'll call it. Uh, Now that I know what you're going to say, I can prepare a counterstatement. Well, if I can't prove what I'm going to say, obviously I'm not going to say it. That might be the best. It might embarrass you, to be honest. She glares at you. Uh, I I know that it, it's difficult to uh, prevent uh, sorry not prevent present uh, work of this quality to someone and I really do want you to know I'm impressed it, these are extremely accurate in fact I appreciate the particular details you put into the description of the creature when it revealed itself uh, I may update my own notes with some of those details I did not notice them the first time uh, but, yes, uh, I would prefer if you did not give this in court. Well, what are we going to do about the soldier who's on trial? I am working a different angle on that one. I haven't given up yet. I believe that saving this soldier's life could lead to a lasting, if not alliance, at least friendship between the Ottoman Empire and the United States of America, which I believe it is, is in both of our interests. That's why I wrote this report. Mm. I tell you what. Perhaps this particular report could get lost. Sent overseas, even. Uh, To someone who might have a little more appreciation for it. 
Would that interest you? Who do you mean? Uh, some friends over in Eastern, Southern Europe. I'm a hobbyist, as we've discussed, and I know some people. You well, know, if you think it'll help someone out, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> but it's this soldier that I'm mostly concerned about. I don't want to see an innocent man hang. Well, my motivations, of course, I won't surprise you, are less altruistic, but I don't want to see him hang either. I believe it's to no one's advantage. He's innocent. Part of that rubs me the wrong way, if nothing else. So if I'm called up to the stand during the trial, what am I supposed to say? Mm. I'll let you know when my uh, helper gets back to me. How about that? How about you take your spy shenanigans and shove them up your ass? And she stands up and slams the report down on your desk and storms out of your office. Not sure I have room. Deadlands and Savage Worlds are the property of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. All content is used unofficially under the Savage Media Network license. Find more of their great products at peginc.com. Music is provided by the Eaglestone Collective. Sound effects are by Plate Bale Games and BattleBards. Aircraft effects were provided by soundjade.com. You can find links to all of the above in the show notes. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode and that you'll join us again. Have a wonderful whatever time of day it is for you, and I'll catch you next time.